Welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop cultural minutia. Today, I'm going to ask, what's your favorite giant fictional insect? Benji? Alright, uh, I think it's in, a, in a Return of the King that a spider, was her name Shibola or something like that? I think that was her name. That, uh, that Frodo gets stung by and then, then Sam kills. I think that's my favorite. Alright, and Sam? Uh, hi, I'm Sam. My favorite fictional in- insect would be Mothra of Godzilla fame. And I'm almost positive that the spider in The Hobbit was named, Sh- or in The Lord of the Rings actually, was named Shelob. Shelob. I almost got it. I said Shibola. That's pretty close. <laughs> Shibola? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shibola. It's like it's an easy, Yeah, it's an easy mistake to make almost. because Shibola is a very important word that means a cultural watchword. And it comes from the Bible, like everything. Right. And it doesn't I'm, mean a, a giant spider. Though. No, but speaking of, I'm Jeremy, and my favorite giant fictional insect isn't an insect, but it's an arachnid, because since you already opened the door for that, I'll just keep it up. And that's the giant robotic spider from the great, terrible movie, Wild Wild West, featuring Will Smith and Kevin Kline. Kevin Klein was kind of awesome in that when he was playing uh, Grant. That was pretty cool. Yes, and then the rest of it, he was terrible. Okay. Good so, so, for this podcast, I just sort of want to say, let's just talk about a very quick year in review. Okay. And I have a list of every movie that came out this year. Now, I assume that you haven't seen most of them. I don't have that list. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a very unique situation where you have that list, but go ahead. Right, well, I suppose it's one of those things that could be easily remedied if I wanted to. Right. So, let me share that with everyone. So, the first movie that I saw this year was called Haywire. Haywire was a movie about a woman that could beat up guys... And she actually looked like she could do it. Oh, that was the one with, uh, what's her name? The MMA wrestler. That's right. Right? Gina Carano. Gina Carano. So here's how it's going to work. I want to say every movie that any of us have seen, we say, is it the nerdiest so far? As we go through the entire year until we get to the end. Okay. All right? And if, so we'll keep track of the ones that we already said, the one we already said was the nerdiest. And we'll replace it. All right. So okay. then it was. So after Haywire, there was Red Tails, the George Lucas produced movie about the Tuskegee Airmen, which were the black airmen in World War II, the first squadron of its type. Terrible was, movie. Oh, that was going to ask if it was any good, but when you, I should have known what <laughs> what the answer was going to be when you said that George Lucas produced. No, oh, Lucas. zing! <laughs> yeah. So you know, a lot of CGI. Is it nerdier than Haywire? Um. A little bit, because, I mean, there's, you know, like some, you could say in terms of, like, history nerds, right? What yeah, appeals to them. Point. That's a good point. Whereas right. Haywire, Haywire is, an, is an action movie. It's not particularly nerdy at all. Mm-hmm. The latest Underworld movie mm. also came out. I haven't seen. Underworld Awakening. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them, but, but no. it, it's surprising. It, I, but I, I thought about seeing it. Well, isn't it surprising 
that's not totally surprising, but but I've noticed there is a little bit of a of a following of the, that the, those movies. Oh, there's like, a definite following. I mean, obviously, a little bit has to do with Kate Beckinsale because she's there's a definite following, and the, I think the main reason for that is because the very first movie was actually not totally bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other ones after that have all been pretty terrible, but still well, appeals. It to really me. attracts the goths. And the leather-clad uh, folk. Not Twilight, that though. Not the, not the Twilight had, crew with the, yeah. the, the, the goth. That you should make important distinction. Right? Well, but there is like a vampire werewolf thing before right. Twilight came out. And they're probably and elitist movie. about it. And I remember we were into that before, this whole Twilight bullshit. Though, though it is probably yeah, better than probably. Twilight. So. Yeah, but it's just a silly action movie, so it's a different, as opposed mm-hmm. to a silly romance. But... The thing is, I remember when I first saw the first movie, everyone it was, it was they kept saying lichen, lichen. I was like, why are they lichen? Like the oh, rock no. formation thing? Yes. Those little organisms? <laughs> and eventually it was like, wait a minute, oh, has in short for lycanthrope. Well, I'm glad I finally figured that out halfway through the movie. I'm suddenly a lot less confused. Okay. So I think everyone can agree that Underworld is... So far, yes, so definitely. Far. But it's about to get a little harder, because the next one is called The Grey. And the trailer was Liam Neeson right, versus right. Wolves, you know. I have a particular set of skills, and it involves punching wolves, you know. Did, you, saw, you saw that, right? You said, it, you said it wasn't bad. I saw The Grey. Yeah. Now, I said it was good. And not many people saw this movie. I thought it was very interesting, but it wasn't really a... Wasn't it, wasn't it successful, like, though? I have the sense that it was a successful movie. Not... What makes people people, and how you can survive? Uh, it, I wouldn't call it such a success, but I wouldn't call that nerdier yeah. than <laughs> no, probably not. It, was, it wasn't However, a wolf punching movie. <laughs> if it was wolf punching, then maybe, maybe you could make that argument. Is there? Is there? A, but if know, they had been werewolves, maybe. Did you notice Liam Neeson is in this weird like? It seems to me like he's in this weird like cross section of like. He's like this, like kind of like established like actor, like he's respected as an actor, but he's also kind of this action fantasy sci-fi, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say icon, but figure. You know what I mean? Like he's in more of those than I would expect. Well, I don't know. He's just been in so much, and it's really hard I, to I guess him with anything like that. I, I think people just, I think he, it's that yeah. he's willing to do that's crappy things like Clash of the Titans, where he plays Zeus. You know. Release the Kraken, yeah. guys. Release the Kraken. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I don't think I totally don't have a point. I mean, he I, probably he, maybe he likes doing those. I mean, I mean, maybe he just likes also having the 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 money, obviously. But, but I mean, maybe he likes those uh, those um, those like action films or those or those like sci-fi things. But I think it's good. Like, like obviously, you can always say this is good. But I think it's good when you have these really good actors wanting to wanting to be in these films because it does up it. I mean, even remember we were watching uh, the much better version of the Phantom Menace, that uh, fan edited version of the Phantom Menace, um, about a month ago. Um, still in the Phantom Menace, even though it was pretty much a terrible movie, Liam Neeson was still great in it, and it—I wouldn't say it saved the movie, but it made the movie a lot more tolerable. I would say. Right by cutting out the lines. Oh no, of the I, week, I'm, I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm just talking about Liam Neeson in general. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's interesting because very soon after that, I would say it was a very nerdy movie, which was called Chronicle. Now, I don't know if you saw this one, but it was about a bunch of high schoolers who suddenly get superpowers. 
and how they start dealing with it, and it leads to terrible, terrible. Okay, I never even heard of that one. It's called Chronicle. It was very good, and it's about a bunch of you know kids getting superpowers. So because of that, it has that kind of X Men vibe to it. You know, it's a superhero movie in a sense, except they're not really heroes. They're kind of and it's like a, a serious movie. Yeah, you know, people die. A lot of oh, so, no, but I mean, like, like serious in the sense way, of but... like it it deals with topics in a mature yeah. way. That's what it sounds like. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I would call that a little bit nerdier than Underworld because it's trying to use superhero tropes in a more yeah, but does, realistic way. But but yeah. does something become? But but I think the interesting thing about Underworld make it less nerdy because yeah. it's more serious. Maybe, but but here's here's what I would say about Underworld. I mean, I mean. I think it's hard to discount also just a following that something has, but you know, that, that makes it a little more nerdy. Like that's the thing. So I say maybe underworld. Okay. I think, all right. I guess I agree with you. All right. Very well. Now, do we count re-releases of anything? Yeah, why not? I mean, because beauty and the beast and the first star Trek prequel, the original prequel were also re-released. I don't know. I wouldn't count re-releases. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. There was also the new Journey movie with The Rock. Journeying, or Journey, or I don't know. It's the one with Michael Caine. Nobody saw it. I think we can skip it. Journey, is that Journey to the Center of the Earth 2? (laughs) Oh, really? Yes, except the first one had... Does that exist? The first one had Brendan Fraser. Yes, the first one had Brendan Fraser. The second one I heard, had The Rock. I heard the first one was so bad. They go to they go to an island instead of the center of the earth because you know that's never happened before. And Vanessa Hudgens is in it because you know I guess she wanted to be more like, hey, look, I can show some skin, yeah. And then Michael Caine said, "Yeah, I could <laughs> use a paycheck." But you do say that's that's pretty nerdy, I guess. Yeah, but but it's but, but pretty we, nerdy. Don't, we don't we don't want to admit it though because it's so shitty. Like, no, like, I mean I mean making like a crappy movie sequel to a movie that was based off of a Jules Verne novel is pretty nerdy. Yeah, that, that's true. All right, I, I guess I guess I have to state my bias in these things. I have almost never been one of these I guess nerds that. Uh, that just liked crappiness because of the crappy, you know what I mean? Like I don't necessarily just like watching something because of how, because of how crappy it is, or that's part of the thing. So, I, so maybe 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 I should note that because because I understand that there are these different tropes. You that mean like, like, right? Like, like I don't I don't I don't oh. like 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 I can allow camp. Like like I don't I don't think everything has to be perfect, and I can I can appreciate like a good all fun right, movie. Right. But so let's keep that one on the table right now with Underworld. While I bring up the next sequel, Ghost Rider 2, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Did you see that one? But here's the thing. Nobody saw it. I only here's ask you because you're thing. actually a movie critic and you might have seen it, possibly. Yeah, but they didn't screen it. <laughs> of course they didn't. <laughs> this thing is fucking uh, blue. Alba, isn't it? <laughs> that's like, that's like across, the, across the screen. Yes. So Idris Alba was in it. And Saren Hines, who's going to be playing Mance Raider in the new season. Uh-huh. Of Game who's Saren Hines? No, no, I know, no, but like, what I, what I know him? Season of Game of Thrones. If you've seen the last Harry Potter movie, he played Aberforth Stemmeldor. He's an Irish actor who's yeah, been in okay. a lot of movies. And Nicolas Cage was of in course. it, too, you know. 
I made this movie because... Oh. Uh, nobody saw it, but is that nerdier than Journey you to You have to make something, put something in the nerd category by default by it being a comic book adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it is... I yeah, think, it I think has it to is. Be. You, I think you, that's like, even, even nerdier because at least Underworld is a sequel to a movie that was a little bit kind of good, and this is not. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So, also released around the same time was a terrible movie called This Means War uh, with Captain Kirk and Bane fighting for the hand of Reese Witherspoon. I mean the new Kirk. Oh, oh, oh. Um, They're both spies, and they basically blatantly misuse... CIA resources to spy on this girl that they're both trying mm-hmm. to go out with. Oh, right! So, yeah, it's a, it's a terrible movie. So, I'll just say it was bad. Despite having Kirk and Bane in it, it does not make it nerdy. I think we can agree on that. No, it's not It's not inherently nerdy. Right, okay. Just... There was also Active Valor, too, which was the one with the action mm-hmm. movie. Which movie? Now, if you want to talk about jingoistic movies, there was Act of Valor, which was essentially a sort of documentary-ish. It was a action movie starring real Marines. Right. But like, but like, was so it was, oh, so it was fictional. Okay. You said it was. You said it wasn't as terrible as you might expect, right? No. <laughs> I no, it was, it was pretty bad. No, no, the Act of Valor was not good. It was well. Part of the problem is that they're not actors, and they weren't really trained to be. I mean, that's one of those things that they talk about when you're thinking about casting people. When you cast a boxer or a gymnast, you cast a boxer first, and then try to make them act well, or do you cast someone who you think can become? You know, not everyone's a Tom Hardy or Daniel Day Lewis, where they can make them, you know, build themselves up to fighting. You know, there's actually. Two examples of that that come to mind. One is this ballet movie that I cannot remember the name of, but there's this there's this ballet movie which is it just stars like a bunch of actual ballet dancers and none of them can act at all. Um, and I know people who are like into ballet and think this is a great movie, but it's actually kind of lousy because they can't act. Um, however, if you guys, if either of you saw. Um, Miracle, which was the Disney movie about the um, the 1980s uh, Olympic hockey team. Um, most of the people in that movie are actually hockey players really? who were taught how to act. They were not actors. Yes. And they did a great job. So you never know. You never know with these things. Sometimes it works out. Wait, who, who did, who did uh, Miracle? What do you mean? Who did it? Like, 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 who who made the movie? Who directed it? It's Disney. I don't know who directed it. No, no, but it was it was someone. Like, like it wasn't Jeremy. It was someone. Can I get a fact check on that. Yeah, he's he's asking who the director was. It was a guy named. I mean, his name was Evan maybe maybe it's that he's he's doing something now, and I heard him be referred to. Oh here. right, his in 2011 Warrior the one with uh, Tom Hardy where he played. Yeah, I actually did not like that too much. <laughs> I thought I would. I thought it was kind of dumb. Even though both Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte are, are awesome. That doesn't necessarily make it good, though. Alright, well, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't really nerdy, etc. 
Now, we can skip past the comedy stylings of Wanderlust because nobody saw that. And I think we can also agree that Dr. Seuss's The Lorax was also not nerdy at all. Yeah, it's, um, it's like pseudo-nerdy. It's nerdy if you're an adult and you see it, isn't it? No? no. I think Sam somehow has a point. I mean... Wait, oh, you mean like if you're no, an adult? No, no, no. Or a car, or like well, a Seuss nerd. Even even nostalgia. I mean, I mean nostalgia nerd. Maybe it's not the strongest of them, but you know, it's something. Okay, but is it more so no. than Ghost Rider? No. 2? All right. Well, that week was also the most pirated movie of 2012. Project X, a found footage movie about a crazy college party where things go out of control. And it was not uh, didn't do very well, but for some reason, maybe because it's a bunch of high schoolers having a crazy party, and because it says from the people who brought you the Hangover, by which they mean producers essentially, like they paid for it, but the director's not the same, and none of the actors are the same. Well, uh, did, that was so, that. Hold on, that was this, the most yeah. downloaded movie of 2012. Uh, no, I understand, but that makes no sense to me. Was it was it actually like real footage? No, no, of course not. It was just all, uh, you know, it's not, what they call them found footage. It's, it's uh, like Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity. So here is the top ten list of the most pirated movies of 2012. All right. So the number one, the most illegally downloaded, was Project X. Which made a little under 101 million worldwide, and it had over 8.7 million downloads. And in number two was Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, which didn't even come out this year. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. After that is The Dark Knight Rises, which was this year, and also The Avengers, which was also this year. But after that is Sherlock Holmes, which was last year. And then 21 Jump Street, a comedy from this year. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which was also last year. The Dictator, which is the Sasha Baron Cohen one. Ice Age Continental Drift, which uh, did pretty well, but it isn't wow. any good. A kid's and movie. And The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 1, Part 1, which was last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. what's our analysis of society based on these findings? That people just sort of wanted to see Project X, but yeah. they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I don't know. I, I can't but really draw any conclusions one. from that list. It's too all over the place. Okay. Well, here's the next interesting right. question. So right now we're saying Ghost Rider 2, nerdiest movie so far. Right. Then comes out is John Carter. Okay. Based off of what some people consider just about as seminal classic as the Jules Verne stuff. You know, the Princess of Mars and all that. Like, one of the one of the first sci-fi books right. ever. So, John Carter, yes, it didn't do as well as maybe people would. Wait, wait, wait well, that was this year, the John Carter movie? Yeah, I, I heard it wasn't good. Maybe I heard that? What oh. do you think? So, it made... Uh, it, the budget was $250 million. The budget Wow. Was, <laughs> And it's and how much do you think it made? Let's say worldwide. 
10 million. No, no, no. It, it no, made no, plenty no. of money, but just you have to also remember Payback that like the cost of advertising is like equal to the cost of the entire production. So it has to make back twice as much money as it costs to even make a profit. Alright, well, let's, uh, let's, let's move on with the nerdy stuff. Say. Well, okay, so they 2 which is not very good comparatively. But, yeah, it has this kind of nerd cred to it, but is it nerdier than Hellblade <sighs> 2? See, I just, I don't know uh, John Carter, but but it kind of want to say it is. Yeah, I've never read yeah. any, any of that um, Princess of Mars stuff, but I imagine it's pretty nerdy. Yeah, it probably is, because... In- <laughs> My impression. I say, I agree. I think it is nerdier just inherently. As a, can you believe that they actually finally made this of such an early thing? Yeah, that's true too. I mean, the the nostalgia factor with things does add some nerdiness. Like the stupid, super tried Jack Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, give me a break! (laughs) They're they're like, well, that's. I know, I know. Just this whole thing. I, I don't think it's. I don't. Listen, I, I have no problem with adaptations. In fact, I like adaptations. But sometimes it's clear when they're trying so hard to just pull something like super serious out of just this little thing. You know what I mean? Like make him, you know, make him into this like badass blah, blah, and fight the giants. I don't. Know. If it's good, it's good. It just probably is not good. Okay. There was another adaptation which was called Twenty One Jump Street, which was a comedy based off of a dramatic series in the eighties. That I don't think any of us. Saw. Yeah, but I, I don't think that it has a little bit of the, the nerd credit to it. I, it's not going to be John Carter. No, it's not. It's not right. that nerdy. Well, what about the? No. What about the? Hum- yeah, yeah, I'd say that beats. Just in terms of around the popularity and all that, probably does beat John Carter. Is it too mainstream to be nerdy? It's not as nerdy as John Carter. Uh, what do you think, Sam? I don't know. That's a tough call. Yeah, it it's it's pretty nerdy, but it is also like fairly mainstream. You can imagine like a lot of different kind of people reading the Hunger Games books, for example. And I can't really imagine too many people picking up, you know, an Edgar, Edgar Rice Burroughs book from you know the twenties or thirties, whenever he was writing them, and just reading it for fun. It's hard. It's hard to wait, imagine. Wait that. a minute. Are you telling me? Everyone on Mars was naked? Um, yeah. If they had just made it a rated R movie, I think it would have been a lot more popular. But it's Disney, so well, there you go. Yeah. Hunger Games. Can we talk about... Did you see Hunger Games, Sam? Yes. Can we, can we, can we talk about yes, that for a second? Sure. Sure, let's talk about it's, it. it. It was one of those things that was interesting. I was, I was very mixed about it. But, but really, when I mean mixed, I mean tr- like truly, because both sides were strong for me. Meaning, like... I, I thought it had some like really terrific elements to it. Like there were some really good things in it, and, and I think and I think the uh, I think the premise is pretty is pretty cool and, and so on. I did I did know the premise. I never read the books. I only saw this movie. Um, and you know that 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 one scene when they when they first start, you know, when they all like like first start the the actual games and they're all like killing each other in the beginning. I thought that was really well done. It also had some like really like tacky elements. Besides, besides the um, besides how the people looked in the Capitol, you know, and all that ridiculousness, you know, I felt like there was some like you know, I don't know, some overreaching. But there are just some things that that like I felt like this could be a lot darker, and it's and it's not, you know, or I don't know. What, what, what did you guys think? It's it's funny that you had a thought that the movie could have been a lot darker 
being that it's already about like a bunch of kids murdering each other for people's entertainment. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying like, I think just like, like a complaint about hotel Rwanda, for instance, and that I had too, is that hotel Rwanda, there were a lot of good elements to it. It's a really dark subject. It was like a PG 13 movie and they could have made it. I think it could have been better if they made it a little more disturbing. Like, you know, it was, but the thing about the hunger games is, is that it's also based on a young adult novel. I know. So, although the book is a lot more violent, it's more explicit because you can describe it more explicitly right. than you can show it. Okay. For the same audience. That I mean, regardless, you know, it can't. You can't make it that dark. I mean, well, yes. At, at a certain point, you make it. You you go far enough that that you lose your audience. Yeah. I think also part of it was kind of like how I felt about Inception, which is in, in a weird way, it's just that I, I I wanted more from it. You know what I mean? Like like I, maybe that's just me. Like I I felt like I wanted I wanted more from from the the world. I wanted um uh you know. No, I think that's actually one of the most valid criticisms of Inception that I've heard. I've heard other people make the same criticism that, like, you know, the, the dreams could have been bigger, more impressive. Yeah, crazier, like, I, you know. I, I can't, I can't believe like the number that I have, uh, you know, I guess, I guess arguments with um, over Inception, which like why I was, I guess, ultimately I was kind of disappointed with it, not because, not because there weren't some great things going on, or or it was poorly done. I mean, Christopher Nolan's uh, an, an amazing director, I think, and the actors were great. There was, I felt like there wasn't enough emphasis on, on the, on like, I guess the action part of it or any of the sci-fi parts of it, which I thought could have been, it had the potential there to be really utilized in a good way. It was much more, it seemed to be much more about the relationships and like the romance, all that stuff. I mean, this whole idea of them doing these missions and dreams, like, is a really cool idea. I mean, even if it is, you could say, let's say, even if, you, let's say it's derivative of the Matrix, which I don't know if it is or not. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I don't really. I'm saying even even so, I think they could have done. I think there could have been more done about like like their missions to do things. So they pretty much just had one mission. There's that thing in the beginning, but still, you know, like like I I feel like more could have been done with that, and less on this like really emotional, romanticish side, and like. Sure, and I think you. Were. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm like secretly laughing to myself here, listening to you talk. Like, because it sounds like you're basically saying, like, I wish that Inception had been a dumber movie, which was more appealing to the masses and wasn't trying to be highbrow and artistic. No, I just feel like there should have been more. Um... Boobs, I get it. All <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> yes. ah, you got me there. Yes, more boobs. <laughs> and listen, I did see Rust and Bone, which had Marianne Cotillard. You got a rusty trombone. And she was topless in that <laughs> no, it was called Rusty Bone, like. and Marion Cotillard was in it, and she was actually topless in that one. So, just watch that one alongside Inception, and you'll be fine. Especially if you're an uh, amputee fetishist. I don't. Well, there's no reason. This day, I don't know, it's not totally true, but I feel like there's almost no reason this day and age to try to hope for nudity in films when you just have the internet. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I used to get excited when I was like 13 or 14. You know, or actually a little before then, you know, and I, I would find a rated R movie and like, oh, please, other big boobs here. But, you know, by this time, it's like, you know, 
Yeah, it's a different time. 